rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. We are here. We are here. We are here. You are tuned into, you are watching, you are listening to another episode of Jeanette Splaining. That's what it is. I'm Good Morning Aurora. I'm second largest week first daily podcast. I'm going to bring my mic closer so you all can hear me. Is that helpful? Is that helpful, audience? Okay. How you feeling this morning? I'm I'm good. I came. Um, not gonna lie. Came in. Came in from the city. Traffic. Traffic a little rough. A little rough this morning. Uh, so holler for living in the place where you work or close to because uh, commuting is awful, and I don't know why anybody ever does it. And I was doing a reverse commute, and that was still awful. That like no one time. Last time I had to do it, it was so bad. They sent me down 55, which is like a nightmare. So, like, forget commuting, man. Like, didn't we all agree that we didn't have to do this anymore? Yeah. 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 We, we did. We did all concur. We all concur. We're like, no, actually, society can still mostly function uh, if we never get into our cars again. And uh, yet here we are. So I don't know why we decided that all the good things from the pandemic were like, nah. Well, here we are, and here you all are as well. Let's clap for all of y'all. Good morning, good morning, dear people. Good morning to all of you wonderful, awesome people. Hostway, what's up? What up? Okay, um, so we got things to talk about today. We, um, we yeah, we let's do. say that. Let's, let's go ahead and, and tell the people that we have things, and we'll just make shit up. It'll be great. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it, guys. Well, we uh, we only make up like a little bit of stuff. Like mostly, it's actual legit stuff. <laughs> we make up. This is only on Fridays, you guys. So it's only on Fridays. Like, the rest of that's right. Uh, <laughs> what we have when it when it comes to making things up, we still call it creativity. It's yeah. It's just um yeah. And we have art. We're just really honest about it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we don't call it an alternate right. truth or an alternate fact. Alternative it's just, facts, we yeah. just say, like, I might be making this up. So just bear with me. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, Transparency. But we have <laughs> news on art. We do. Which, in regards to being made up, is creativity. It is. That's true. Um, so there's a mural coming to downtown. You guys remember we told you about bombed a lot and we told you about back the vex this is we have all all of the art events happening um and this is this but this is not an event this is more permanent art installation and who's not excited for that um so uh first of all first of all shout out to the lovely jen evans is she who yep get the with the clap yes for uh, the head of the Aurora Public Art Commission and her team over there um, because they are advancing um, two uh, contracts that would put murals to put two new murals on the walls here in Aurora. So um, the first one is going on the actually this is really kind of funny because it's this it's going on the um uh, Midwest Midwest Bank building. It's going on the bank building that's at the corner of like Galena and Twenty Five. And if you remember when we had those riots, not that all that long ago, that building got towed up, right? Like it was covered in graffiti, broken windows. It was like the epicenter of like where the the first like water bottles got lobbed, it right? Zero. It was ground zero for for the uh, the civil disturbances and so now uh that building is going to have um uh some murals on it on a a diversity theme which is kind of cool um uh, profiles of people i mean kind of cool that's like no that's, that's really like cool <laughs> no it's really cool i just it's early hold on coffee coffee Yo, y'all sip it up sip it up sip it up 
Yeah, so the mural is going to be a 30 by 52 foot artwork featuring profiles of people of different ethnic and racial backgrounds on the east facing wall of the building. So not on the um, not on the Galena side, right? We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it tidy in the front and party in the back. It's it's going to be the mullet building is what I've just dubbed it. Um, but <laughs> I'm punchy today. I like that. <laughs> I like that. That was pretty good. Yeah, little tidy in the front, pretty in the back. Yeah, there's gonna so it'd be on the Yeah, yes, okay. So yeah, uh M thirty by fifty two is not a small mural, so that'll be exciting. And then the the other one uh is going okay, here's the thing on <laughs> this one. We almost called this segment, so here's the thing, by the way. Uh yeah, the other one is going on the BNSF like tracks, like they're like one of the underpass thingies. Um, which, yeah, uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna. This one sounds super cool too. It's gonna be Mexican folk art on the north concrete wall under the Burlington tracks at New York near La Salle. So. All right, so the, the, the train tracks that go straight through downtown New York Street. I'm just picture this in your brain. You're on New York Street by LaSalle. So like up, just starting to go up the hill there. And um, uh, that I feel like I just really hope that the concrete doesn't all fall off before they paint it. Is my concern there? I hope because like if you if, so the next time, listen guys, because like this now when you're driving under there, look up. Yeah, you're parked under there. Look up at the structure. Look it, up at the. It's just a little terrifying. It is. It is. Uh, in the well, we know it's structurally sound because otherwise the city wouldn't be having trains and public transportation going over, including Amtrak. But right. I mean, <laughs> I mean what's the what's the? Not that infrastructure like? in this country has ever failed catastrophically and killed many people. Not that that's ever happened. Right. Um, uh. Now here's the thing, real quick. Uh, uh, one deal is a memo of understanding between the city and JH Real Estate Partners LLC. And That's the ABS owner of Tower. the building. Yeah, right. the Midwest Bank building. Mm -hmm. Midwest Bank building. So, um, yeah, I can't wait for the art. I like I'm that. super excited. And what makes me really happy about these is, you know, there's a... Uh, uh, it's very clear that the Public Art Commission is taking seriously the calls that have been out in the community. And I don't think that they've ever not taken the issue of diversity in um, art seriously and equity and representation. But, uh, you know, there's been a continued and renewed call and shout out to those people putting pressure on um on everyone making decisions in our community about whose faces and whose art and whose uh, culture gets represented on our buildings and in our in our art. Um, uh, but it, it's very clear based on kind of what they're in pla planning to install here that that they're listening to that and responding. So shout out to Jen Evans, Royal Public Art, and Jen Evans will be on the show. Jen, I'm gonna send you that text a little bit Yay. on Monday. Word up. Yay. She's lovely. She's a lovely guy. I love her. I love her. Uh, so the link this coming, I'll put it in the chat for you guys momentarily. The time is now 8, 10 a.m. How are you guys feeling today? How do you feel? Are you feeling uh, upbeat? Are you feeling good? Are you a little morose? That's the word of the day, morose. Morose. Good one. R-O-S-E. Okay. Word up. Okay. Um, I got a quick... Headline for you guys Ooh. real quick. Headline. Headline. In fact, it's not exactly a headline. It's more like... L News. L News. <laughs> Breaking news. You should have seen... Jen the way Jeanette looked when she said L News <laughs> was, was wonderful. Uh, November 8th, Illinois voting rights law makes election day a state holiday for schools and universities. Wait, did you guys? Wait, 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 yeah, wait, up? wait, though, wait, because fine, but like people in schools can't, like kids can't vote. <laughs> like what? Like, 
And so this is, I mean, this is great, right? Uh, and I like, I am a huge fan of national holidays for vote. Like, ever don't work. Look, we've talked it before about um, democracy sausage, right? And word up. that's a word up. So democracy sausage. If you missed this episode, and I don't know how you could because I know that you listen to all of these episodes, like you just binge on Spotify on the weekends, right? Right. Um, Saturday tomorrow, you got pajamas. Just you got. That's right. Right. Um, But we've tried. So democracy sausage is this practice in Australia where they celebrate their democracy by giving everybody the day off, and then you go and vote. And outside of all your voting centers, your nonprofit groups like your Boy Scouts and like whatnot uh they all have um like hot dog stands basically and so you go and you vote and then you go buy like a hot dog and support like the local you know like i don't i mean i guess it's not an american legion because it's in australia but like whatever like the like the nonprofit organizations all over right so you celebrate the people doing the fine work of democracy and also vote um, so every you want some of this ra- raspberry almond crunch bar. I kind of do, but I kind of can't. Man, the carbs—they're getting me. Office carbs are back, people. Right? All right but I didn't mean, like, I didn't mean to distract you. For, so Australia. So okay. So <laughs> no, this is my rant. This is my tangent on voting uh, being a national holiday, which it absolutely should be. So I totally missed the headline. No, it's Illinois. Illinois is giving. Okay, and we're giving schools off. That's great. Here's the problem with that is, A, um, (laughs) he's distracting me with the raspberry thingy, and it looks really good, Um, is, uh, A, now parents got to figure out what to do with their kids also on the day when they're going to vote because, B, we haven't given the day off to all the workers too, right? Like, for this to work, everybody needs off, and, like, everybody, everybody, like, like Christmas everybody, not, like... Not like well, well, wait a not like Columbus Day slash Indigenous Peoples Day. So we're not talking like you know third graders. Well, sure, but we but we're also talking about third graders. And to be fair, I never had more free time in my life than when I was an undergrad, man. And I thought I had it so hard. Right? Shout out to all my people in college right now who feel just completely slammed because I believe you, but also it just only gets worse from here, guys. So, because <laughs> you're only in classes like, you know, 10 hours a week, something like that, right? And it's a lot. And then you got to study, and I get that. And then you're from Aurora, which means you also have a job too, right? Y'all, you're working while you're uh, in school, right? And then you've got extracurriculars, you got all the things. Uh, but man, like you can find, uh, like, they're not the ones I'm worried about finding time to vote. The people I am, I mean, they should get the day off as, as, but so should everybody, right? So should the clerk at the gas station. So should, right? Like, so should er, 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 everybody. So. You should only be working unless you want to go into work to your store. Right. And, and, and you should stop at your polling center or, you know, we could just like expand mail-in voting everywhere and not keep having these fights over access to you know, ballots. We're just saying, we're just saying, I'm just saying, all right, rant. but like, all right, hold on, one moment. Good morning to Alyssa O'Cone and Norma Peterson. That's a word. So our people are telling us they just want another day off. The mullet building. Yeah, that's we've officially because the Midwest 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 Bank building is not that inspiring, and it's also just what's in there. It's not actually the name of the building. I'm sure it has a real name, Um, but yeah, no, we're now calling that the mullet building. Sway tells us that he (laughs) thinks that they should make voting a national holiday. Talking about hot dogs. Don't forget Sunday hot dogs. Two one five West Galena Boulevard. Yeah, that's word up. That's right. Hello there. Good morning. I mean, I don't even eat hot dogs. It could be a veggie sausage of some kind, right? You should have options for your democracy sausage, but um, uh, or you know, sides and things, right? Like expand the palate. But man, a day off and and a 
um, really terrible food for you that also supports like your local Cub Scouts. I'm here for that. That's the kind of world we all. That's want to the live world in. I want to live yeah. in. Yeah, I want a nice. Not not uh, a nice bratwurst type of a man. Yeah, That's not what I'm looking not for. getting arrested for handing out water, you know. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> to people exactly. waiting in line for hours. And make statues to great people like Enrico Fermi oh. as opposed to the worst. Oh man, are we are we on the Columbus statue? I get oh no. The time. The time. <laughs> I mean, See the rabbit hole, walk away from it. Okay, here's the thing. No, I was now digging the rabbit hole. I was digging it too. Look, but this the time is now eight. All right. Fine. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, I got one more piece of L news, and then we're gonna get to topic number two. Must notice. Um, yes. For our, because we have many friends of many different backgrounds and persuasions, we would like to say a happy Eid El Adha or Eid. Yes. So, yeah, the end of um, uh, Ramadan, right? Everybody gets to break their fast, have a big party, sacrifice some stuff, and hand it out to friends and family and, and the less fortunate. So, yeah, an excellent, excellent holiday. I'm here for that. Are you ce- uh, Is anyone celebrating? If you're celebrating, let us know. Yeah, if you're celebrating, let us know in the chat. Yeah. Let us know in the chat. Um, I am interested learning about many things yes especially if it involves food okay. yes yeah right that's that's the thing that people right. don't uh know about ramen like uh i feel like in the general consciousness in america the only thing that people know about ramadan is that you fast right because you know when it hits during basketball season there's always like the guys like this is this is how we know anything about religious diversity in this country is when it starts affecting our sports right so like in the nba you've got the guys fasting and it's like towards the end of like the season or whatever and then like oh my god they're fasting no like just during the day guys like you then get to have like a big feast party at night so it's like i ain't watching a damn milwaukee bucks now but it's diversity No, it's it's like rough if it happens in the summer, right? Because the calendar shifts and then it's a really, really long day to go without like food. Um, but then you get to have like a little party in the evening. So that's nice. All right. Um, so let's move on. Uh, so there, you guys may have noticed that the time is 819. You guys may have noticed we talked about two weeks. No, it was about two, three weeks ago. Um. Oh, yeah. There was an officer who attempted to perform a traffic stop. Uh, one of the, we gave the link to the chat, so I'm going to paraphrase. I am paraphrasing. Um, or performing a traffic stop, one of the occupants got out. The driver subsequently tried to leave as he was dealing with the occupant. Got out. Another occupant got out, and a physical confrontation ensued. That is my paraphrasing of the incident. Now, uh, that officer, or rather the youths involved, are now charged with attempted murder. Uh, put the link in the chat for you guys here momentarily. But yes, actually, um, three people accused of beating up an Aurora police officer following a traffic stop last month are now facing attempted first-degree murder charges in connection with the incident. That's according to police and Kane County State's attorney officials. Or excuse me. State's Attorney Office officials, a 24-year-old, 26-year-old, and a 28-year-old charged with multiple felonies. Did you guys see that video? What did you guys think about it? Let us know in the chat. The time is 820. Yeah, man. I did, you, did you watch the video? I did not. I did not. Full disclosure, I did not watch the video. I, I don't. You don't watch the videos of these inc- I, of, of incidents. Yeah, right. It's, um, I mean most of the time these video these sorts of videos like the dash cams and the body cams and all that um you know they're getting they're getting released uh for incidents that are are usually the the opposite right where it's uh, the cop is being accused of you know shooting someone they probably shouldn't or you know Violating torturing rights, torturing right. people or something you know things like things of that nature so there's this element of like um, and there's been this big discussion kind of out in the world about like trauma porn, right? And how we just kind of keep um, like there's 
an element to which confronting these kinds of things honestly is is a good thing and like that people need to be kind of woke up to like to seeing like what actually happens but then there's also this element of like um uh like of schadenfreude right like of people watching these sorts of things like you'd watch cops right like that's not not healthy this is kind of the opposite um of that right where they've released this footage uh uh and it's it's the opposite right it's the uh the folks getting arrested who are actually who are who are you know getting charged now with a uh, pretty awful crime and uh i don't i don't have a lot to say to it other than Gosh, I don't, I don't even, I don't know if I have words. Do you, like, it's not, it's, uh, it's not often that you catch me. No, it's not. I got, I got words. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, uh, because I haven't watched the entire video in full. I didn't, I didn't push play and yeah. watch the whole thing to the end. But I, from what I saw, I will say this. Also, question: Do you typically watch the videos? Like, did you watch George Floyd? Like, I feel like that's the one that most people well, have funny, seen. Funny I was going to mention that because I, I did Derek, not. Here's my thing: If Derek Chauvin could be charged with only second degree murder, how could what we watch in this video be attempted murder? But that's the thing about not being a lawyer. Yeah, and, and it's is a, it attempted uh, I, like okay. attempted first degree? Yeah, like I, look, right? like, yeah, I feel unqualified, and it's very rare that I say this. I feel unqualified to make a strong statement, but yeah, it was attempted first degree murder charges in this case. But, but I, I will say that, like, even if there is a tape, right? This is my this is my basic thought for whatever it is. So Rodney King all the way to Trayvon Martin. Even if there is a tape. McCall McDonald's a perfect example, right? Even if there is or if there is not, it doesn't take away from what the incident is. And in this incident, I don't I wouldn't as a novice agree with attempted murder. But I don't see any plausible defense for the accused. I mean, I don't know how they're gonna. Yeah. What is the sandwich gonna gonna look like? That attorney is going to have to construct to make any plausible argument in favor of a less than serious charge for all three of them. Good luck with that. So you know. First degree or attempted murder coming from the King County uh, State's Attorney, that's one thing. Who is going to, who is going to take that pile of steaming? Yeah, like strangulation. Who's going who's gonna to make that? It's the square that's Right. It's going to be like a little, so what you're saying is like it's going to be a little tricky for them to argue like self-defense when it's like a strangulation sort of thing. Is that like, like kind of what? Tricky, but <laughs> what we typically see, what we typically see, almost in all cases, is a clear violation of civil rights by the authority figure, mm -hmm. aka police. In this conversation, that's not the case here. It's so far from the case, yeah. Right? It's so far from the case that I don't see, like, yeah. Is there even a defense? Is there a defense? Yeah, I mean... This is one of those cases where I look and I'm like, wow, there's no plausible. Yeah, this is this is a fascinating one. Um, and I mean, it's like Jordan versus uh, Tiger trying to play basketball. I mean, this is not going to go well, right? I mean... <laughs> I don't I just don't get but that's why I'm not a lawyer and we leave these things yeah our, yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see a little bit more what comes out of the trial and stuff too um I mean this is one of those those areas where like uh when this kind of thing happens then suddenly you know people are going to rush 
to the to use this kind of incident to debunk the the what's happening in the national discourse, right? They're going to say like, look, it's it's not that like, you know, policing is messed up and like that, you know, we're targeting black people and like that's not it's gonna, like it's on both sides, right? It's just as dangerous to be a cop. Like and that's th- already happening. That yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that narrative is the kind of thing that comes out of these cups with this guy's name. On these oh sh- yeah, yeah. That that narrative is the kind of thing that comes out of these incidents, and uh, I I want people. I want to just encourage people to look beyond a single incident and to look at the wider structural historic uh, arc of what of historically how black people in our society have been treated and not just reduce it to like oh but this incident oh but that incident oh but this incident oh but that incident and look at look at trends look at history look at the structures that are in place that you know like some guys and it's kind of funny right because on the on the opposite end of this like kind of argument right you've got um like you'll hear the narrative from from people in policing who say look policing's not broken there's just a couple of a A holes right uh and we just need to get rid of those um and and so it almost feels like I I'm almost want to make that same argument and be like, look, these guys are just a-holes who shouldn't and you shouldn't strangle people. Word. But yeah, like, that's, that's, that's true. Uh, so I, like maybe it's true, but all but like maybe and there are just jerks everywhere. Right. But that doesn't mean that you get to ignore the structural racism that has been inherent in law enforcement and in our economic systems and in our education systems and in all the ways that make, uh, you know, movements like Black Lives Matter so important. Like there's it's yes, there's jerks everywhere. That doesn't mean that it's this is a story of just a couple of individuals being jerks. And the tragedy, uh, I you know, we talked about this last week. The tragedy for me is that look at the 24, 26 oh and 28. God. I mean, the, the case, your lives are now over. It's I mean, it's it's not looking Good, but I will say this though. This also matters. Like, or the it is a tragedy also because like, or the cops who are out there who are just gonna not even give you that ticket for that broken tail light, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, whatever. For those actual like cops that are out there good right right like, this, this is many steps back. back the time is now 8 29 a.m well yeah it's a stressful job it's only getting more stressful right because of just this whole it's it's only getting more stressful and that that what that does is make people who would want to be in the in that those kinds of positions who would be good at it the kind of people you want to see in it burn out faster right right so all right, all right. So the time is now eight thirty. Let's uh, let's do. Now we got cemet. What's up with the cost of cemeteries and dead people? Oh, I mean, no, I, I, I don't want to get too morbid. No, we're going get, there. I don't want to get too morbid. No, I mean, we're just, going there. <laughs> depending on. What, okay. So, so we, we jump from that to. To uh, okay, look. How dead are these people? Well, they're uh, okay. So. I don't want to to talk, I don't want to speak too lightly of this because these are people, this is a story about people who have been dead for a very long time, but that doesn't mean that they aren't still. Let's dance around this. Yeah, that doesn't mean that there aren't still people like a living who are living with the memory of these people and all that. But, um, so there's, uh, Denise Crosby, columnist for the Beacon, a longtime columnist for the Beacon News, uh, wrote a fascinating column this week. Yes, if you didn't catch it, about um, the West Side graveyard, like the West Aurora graveyard. So this is the one. It's on, um, like, I mean, it's barely West. It's on uh, on on Lake Street. It's one of the graveyards on Lake Street, and. Um, 
it's got 6,000 people buried in there. Um, and some of them go all the way back to the 1830s. So the very founders of the, of Aurora and, uh, there's not really a lot of money to keep this thing going. Um, because if you think about the business model of your average cemetery, it's not super, um, uh, sustainable unless you've got some investments or something going, right? Because like, uh, I die and my family pays for me to get buried and then that's it. And then eventually you run out of space in the cemetery. So you don't have new people paying for someone to get buried, which means you don't have any money for it, but you still have this land that you have to take care of and you really have to take care of it because, oh my God, it's the final resting place for dead people. And so if you're the kind of person, you know, if, if, uh, uh, you see the world in, in such a way that like the final resting places of, of people who have passed are deserving of a significant amount of respect, then you have to put all this money into things like mowing the lawn and keeping the trees looking, you know, like taking care of the trees and, and keeping repairing the, the damage repair. to a stone. Right. Yes. Yeah, so like in all of these things. Right. So there are ongoing costs for cemeteries, but not a lot of new cash coming in. So, um, so it's kind of an it so they're looking at different options and in other communities um what happens sometimes is the township will take over the cemeteries right so this is one of the very basic uh original functions of townships was to run the cemetery and they do in a lot of areas oswego township runs several of them um and the township cemeteries are very often the oldest ones in the town um but there's not a lot of interest in aurora township taking over a thing that's basically a liability right because again there's no money coming in and it would just be taxpayer dollars going out to like maintain this thing so then it's like so the question is okay if government's not going to take it over and there's no private funding coming in like what 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 do you do um so i don't know there's some really fascinating things you could do with cemeteries um from an urban planning perspective uh cemeteries before before anyone invented the idea of the park right the park Yes. I, I like how you said that before anybody invented the no, idea so, of the park. No, wait, but but li hear me out here because this is kind of, this is a mind, I'm hearing, I'm this hearing. is a mind bending <laughs> idea that I had, that I came, that I learned one day and I was like, oh, duh. And that's that somebody had to invent parks because uh, prior to cities being like a thing, Everything was just nature, right? You just lived in a small town. You lived in a village somewhere and there was just open, fresh space with trees and growing things around you everywhere right. you were. Right. But then we, we urbanized and we created these cities. And sometime in like the uh, like mid-19th century... You know, the city started to get really bad. They got really crowded, right, as we continued to urbanize as a society. And people got sick. Tuberculosis was, like, a huge problem. You had all the, like, typhoid was brought. You had all these, you had all these new urban issues. And uh, one of them was crime and morality. And uh, there was this belief that people, um, it was a lack of fresh air and green space that made people uh, immoral and prone to crime. So someone invented parks. They were like, wait, let's put green spaces. I don't know. There's like, I wasn't, I don't know that it was one person. It was like, a, it was like a movement towards oh, like green spaces. Movement. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, out of that same, out of that same sort of like, well, the masses, like, like poor people are immoral. How do we lift them up? Right. And there's, there's all kinds of like classism and racism baked into this. But the idea that we got out of it was the modern urban park. So, um, like in Chicago, uh, Chicago was one of the cities kind of at the forefront of this whole thing, right? You see like parks like Humboldt Park where you have like uh, ponds and things where you can go cool off, right? They're like cooler, like to 
in, because you've got heat domes in cities, right? You have like the lakefront, right? We burn them and lobbied to keep the, the, the lakefront like open so that all of the city, like no matter how much or how little you make, right? Uh, you can, you have access to fresh air and beaches and grass and trees and so on. Um, but prior to anybody inventing the park, people just went to the cemetery. So it was like a thing you would do on Sunday afternoons was you would how you'd pack up your picnic basket and you would take the family to the cemetery and you'd go sit in the graves like amongst the graves because there's trees and there's grass and that's where you got your fresh um your fresh air so uh there is i don't know maybe it becomes a park just gonna throw just go throw that out you got to be careful because you know again there's um, dead people buried under there and you want to have a certain reverence but like you have this so you have options for what you do with cemeteries just not a lot of them but that could be one of them beautification like in cemeteries i think goes a long way too it looks oh, sure. really yeah like sure they go from being creepy uh and falling apart right to being like i mean you could just we could just like amp up the it, it could just be a park where the goths hang out you know that's fine. Let's not give them <laughs> any ideas. I actually used to do that, though. Like, back when I was young, we, you know, a couple of friends, we used to hang out, like, close, because this cemetery that I kind of grew up by, one of the corners of the fence kind of collapsed, and then mm -hmm. I think the city tried to rebuild it in some mm -hmm. strange fashion using wood and, like, mm -hmm. then the uh, and they barbed wired it and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, but people would still go in there and walk through because it crossed the highway. Sure. And yeah, go in there, chill out. Yeah. Quiet. Yeah. It's quiet. It's peaceful. There's like some people. Not that we advocate hanging out in. I mean, you know cemeteries. what? Actually, I am. I'm going to go ahead and advocate, you know, be respectful for people who are there. Right. But yeah, sure. You need some peace and quiet. Go hang out in a cemetery. No, but like this is this is a viable option, right? Like making it uh, an actual like a space that can be for both the living and the past. Right. OK. On the topic of cemeteries, we have. More breaking news. More homies. Moth. Moth news. About cemeteries. Uh, there are also volunteer opportunities for the West Aurora Cemetery, too. On oh. July 31st, they are asking for help for maintaining and weeding. Uh, the West Aurora Cemetery is seeking volunteers to help with pruning and weeding at the cemetery. Please wear gloves, bring pruners if possible, and sign a waiver when you arrive. The dates are uh, July 31st at 9 a.m., August 1st at 1 p.m. The address 601 Wilder Street. Word up. Yay! Yeah. So, look, again, it's a, a if you don't get out and uh, dig around in in grass and like weeds and things, it's good for the soul, right? So, yeah, a space for the living and those not living anymore. Hey now, hey now, don't dream Oh my! Well, at least I get that reference. Jeanette doesn't. No, I know that song. Like, oh, you do? No, I do know that song. I was gonna say you don't like was... singing and you don't. <laughs> All right. Um. So I actually had something to talk about. Oh. I wanted to bring up to you guys. All right. Uh, get your opinion on this before we get to our next topic, which is gonna have. Uh, we're gonna talk about the city council set to vote on city hall changes. You guys. I told you just the other day that there is an apartment complex being created. It's in the talks. It is coming, and it's going to be right next to River Edge Park. I think there's 246 units, and it's going to cost, was it $70 million? I told you guys about this on Monday. I saw something yesterday. I've seen a couple of comments, but this one made me kind of want to bring it up, and I want to put this in all of, your, all of our brains and Jeanette's brain real quick. The people, people rattling around in there. People are thinking, I'm seeing stuff. Oh, this is the G word they're using. This is looming oh. gentrification. Mm. The idea is that, for those of you who don't know what it is, 
The idea is that things like this new apartment building, they're going to go right next to River Edge Park, across from the metro. Mm-hmm. Transit-oriented housing, yes, right. that is what they call things it. Things like that are indications that the city wants to get rid of black and brown people. Now, I personally don't... Well, first of all, they're I, still going to have a long way to go if they really want to... <laughs> I don't look at it like that. I don't, you know, I'm not that dramatic with it, but my opinion doesn't run the world. Our opinion doesn't run the world. What do you guys think? And Jeanette, what the hell do you think about it? Okay, so blanket statement uh, when it comes to questions of gentrification versus uh, inclusive housing. Um, You can do... If you want to see investment in communities, you have to have rooftops, right? You have to have a certain, because so here's what happens when developers come in and they say, or when a business is trying to decide like a chain or anything, like a national company is trying to say like, um, do I want to put my Trader Joe's in this neighborhood, right? Like, or my grocery store, whatever, right? They take, they put a pin down where they're considering locating and then they um, they draw a circle around it uh, and the circle is how far they think people are willing to drive or walk or whatever to get to their business and then they multiply the number of roof- rooftops by the average amount of income, right? So, uh, and if the, it doesn't hit that target number, you're not getting that Trader Joe's. Now, the do we want a Trader Joe's? I don't know. Do we want a Starbucks? I don't know. No, we don't want a Starbucks. We have so many good coffee shops. Shout out to Fred and Society 57 for keeping this crew well caffeinated. Yeah, the only thing that we will take is Duncan, though. I got it. We, no. we, will, we will take No. Duncan. Are you kidding? No. All right, well, let's change the subject. Okay. That's what we're talking about. Moving on. So. Arguing over coffee on air. That's not good. Okay. So. <laughs> so. Um, so. But that that's. For any business to succeed, right, you have to have enough people around your business who make enough disposable income to be able to, like, float you. And that's not just the chains, right? The chains have these very sophisticated algorithms and things like that to figure out, like, where we're going to locate. But it also means, like, for our, like, amazing, unique, like, boutique shops and stuff like that, right? Um, all, all of the places in downtown Aurora that you want to visit, they need more than just you. They need other people who have more money than you do, right? Because if you're listening to the show, we know, we know where, <laughs> we know where you're at on the income spectrum, probably. <laughs> I, like, I, I. What kind of statement is that? I am just, I, like, that's not. A, You've got the richest people that's not in a, the, we've, we've got, got the richest, richest we are. That's not a criticism. That is that's me simply saying that the reach of this uh, program is Aurora, and, and now and then you see like a, a silver wig walk across the floor. Uh huh. Yeah, sure, right. Sure. No, we that is I know. that is me simply <laughs> indicating that the people who listen to this show are mostly from Aurora, and that the. Uh, it, average income in this community is lower than in many of our neighboring communities, right? Um, And in order, if you want to see a thriving community that is rich in both like culture and, and also in like, can I buy the thing I need to buy when I need to buy it, right? Um, you need to have a diversity of um, housing stock. You need. It used to be that our cities had both wealthy people and poor people living right next door to each other. Sometimes in the same, like on the same block, right? And we don't see that anymore. Um, but that really is what urban planners are starting to realize. Um, is that that mixture of rich and poor people right next to each other is what creates vibrant communities. So um, back in, 
when you started to see so so originally original cities right you would have like you can still see this in uh, downtown Naperville for example like you know it, you've got all the teardowns right teardowns are like you know there was a normal size house there and then someone bought the property and they tore it down and they built up this giant McMansion that goes like all the way to the edges of like the property line and they live there with their one kid and their dog right like um, and so the whole community is becoming really like more homogenous in, in that regard. Like it's all rich people now. But originally, and if you look in the neighborhoods, you'll see some of the houses that are some of them are normal size, like originally, some of them were like small, like modest homes. Some of them were much larger homes that could fit a lot of that like fit uh, huge families or just f had wealthy people in them. Uh, and some of them were the large homes that were actually more like single room occupancy hotels, right? That used to be a big thing. Cities don't really have that so much anymore because they considered it blight and, and so on. But it used to be that, um, and they were generally gender split. Like in Naperville, they mostly served North Central College. So for example, you'd see some of these really big homes that weren't actually big homes. They were where like uh, all the women who like attended North Central College, like they were sort of like dorms, but not really. Um, and you would see that all mixed together. And so when you come to, but then during like the great flight out of the cities, we decided, well, let's just zone the crap out of everything, make sure that black people only get to live on this side of the red line and then like, and divide everything up so that rich people go here and poor people go here. We'll put a highway through it. Yeah, that, Stevenson. right, that's right. <laughs> Um, so, uh, but the result of that is when you see these huge economic disparities between, between North side and South side in Chicago, between Naperville and Aurora, right? And your downtowns, um, the way to really overcome that and build rich cities is to bring wealthy people into poor places and poor people into rich places and and create a diversity because that's when you get a diversity of ideas, first of all, right? Like, uh, that's when you see the arts start to explode because you have your poor starving artists and then you have your rich people buying their art, right? <laughs> so you've created, you've built a healthy economy. So I am super cool with uh, building transit-oriented housing that brings people, I don't know what the demand is for transit-oriented housing in a post-pandemic world. I know it was huge before. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I rode that train for six years. It's, it's rough. That would have been great way back right i don't know, I don't know, and if, it's I don't a, know if ariel speed wagon right outside my window every day is, is gonna is be, gonna like be... um but real quick uh, uh dan uh dan brewer tells us new residential development in the downtown is needed to attract businesses these developments Attract people who want to be near entertainment and mass transit. Yeah, very cool. Yes, that is that is correct. And uh, what you're seeing is still a demand for um, cool, hip downtown, like small downtowns. Like people still want to live in those those right. areas, right? Which is cool. Uh, you know, 20 years ago, you would not have seen, um, you know, people being like, yeah, let's move to downtown Aurora. But so, uh, we have that now, and it's great. Yeah, and I... You know, and, and again, the person, the, the, the both of the posts that I saw and the people who wrote them are like, you know, people I know and friends of mine. And uh, I want them to know that, like, that's a long day. Well, a, a new apartment building, hold on real quick. A, a new apartment building being built next to River Edge Park in a post-pandemic Aurora, which was which was looking for development before this. Is a long day's march from 1930 to 40s practices of gentrification. That is a it's a long well, day's march. And I'm or modern well, versions modern. of Even Logan modern. Square, Even what you're saying in these, those kinds Even of neighborhoods. Modern. I think that's a long day's march still to. Well, so now the way to combat that right like one of the best things that you can do is just make sure that the housing that you are building is uh mixed right that it has options at different price points and that is difficult if you're building just like an apartment building or a condo building because generally you kind of make them all the same or whatever right like where they're either they're all like granite countertops and fancy stuff or they're all like basic like budget you can afford to live here sort of places building uh can um affordable housing units 
into your plan can really help like strike that balance. So because usually developers can kind of afford or you can make them afford if they really want to, if, if you really want to see this happen, um, to put these afford some affordable units in there. And what that does is, is it prevents um, this kind of runaway. Like first you see the, you see the one apartment building go up, then you go to the Starbucks, go as in next door, and then you see the next giant one go in. And then yeah, suddenly, yeah, and of then, course, yes, right. right. They take away Torres Mania. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you got Whole Foods. Then you might have a problem. Then you got problems. Right. If they get rid of Cermac. The, yes. And they put. And I love the Cermac. I don't know. And Trader I, Joe's. Look, then, and then, look. Then y'all can start blowing us up like, yo. It's I Jones. do also <laughs> love Trader Joe's. Uh, I mean, shout out. Trader Joe's got the best orange juice in man, the Man, they got some things, got some right? Stuff. But like Cermak has the best produce and it's super cheap. So um, I think that there is a way to do development for a variety of at a variety of price points that benefits everybody all around right so it's it's just a matter of putting thought into it and not letting the developers kind of do whatever they want all right good morning maria chorito marjorie logman all of you guys are here good to see y'all All the people. All y'all. All y'all. All y'all. Three or more. Islam, good morning to you and Karina Suarez Darden. Dan also tells us that many Civil War vets are resting in the West Aurora Cemetery and the Fox Valley Park District was created in the 1940s. In Aurora, Mayor Phillips de uh, donated land for a park now named after him. Wilder Park was donated, etc. See, that's what you got to do, right? You got to be famous like way back so that way you can already have land and then donate I feel and then like in 2020 whatever. Can I be talking about this was this was Yeah. In the year 1980 Jeanette planted a tree and now we have Yeah, can I just Jeanette say Park. I feel like it was much easier to be famous like way long ago, right? Because there's only if there if there's only a few hundred people in your town, right? Like yeah. Oh yeah, word up. Anything to do, you like, make headlines. Is yeah. way right, yep. right. You're like he's the first man to she bought remember a, how to put milk in a bottle. Right. Yeah. 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 I just it we seemed, were drinking it with our hands before. That's right. <laughs> like, and then she brought like she bought three cows and started a dairy right, and yeah. and like famous like landowner like half of town is named after you. Right. Like I feel like it's just a little harder in the in the age of uh, a billions of people on the planet and b Instagram to like really stand out <laughs> imagine if they had instagram like oh god imagine if henry ford we probably we would have put the model if he could have took a pic of the model t and put that on the gram like yeah y'all just made we, this right now what? we henry probably ford. wouldn't be here and i because i truly believe that social media might be the downfall of humanity like it might just <laughs> well actually i'm glad that you said that twice because next week on social media Ooh, okay. on Good Morning Aurora. All right, a little preview. Thursday. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about social media in a wider context. The, 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 what we will be trying to ascertain, and all of you, please, if you're listening right now, tune in because we're going to... We know you are. I know. I want you guys to leave, comment, drop a line because it is important. Like, social media... Is it getting out of hand, or do we have more stuff to do with it to help the world? I mean, we're we're doing great things with it, but you see stupid stuff. What's the deal? But that'll be on Thursday. And also, we got a voicemail number now. I want to let you guys know that once again, 331-256-7782. You can drop us a message, leave us a voicemail, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll shout you out. We'll shout you out on the air. We'll play it as long as you... As long keep as it's like rated G. Keep it classy. Right. Right? That's like our mantra on this show. Keep it classy, Aurora. Exactly. Man. 331 <laughs> Keep it classy. Aurora. Okay. Last thing before we go. Time is now 8.55 a.m. Holy moly, that went fast. It did. City Council set to vote on City Hall changes coming up. I told you guys about this Tuesday briefly. Yeah. Okay. Here's my only thought, right? So, uh... 
like the city council is going to vote on, you know, we're adding all of these different positions, uh, chief who's a what's it officers and so on. And my only here's my ask. And it's obviously not going to happen because this is already way in play. And I don't really get a say in it. I should get more of a say in just like the world. Right. Anyway. Well, what you mean? You don't get it. Hold on. I'm just saying. Hold up. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Why? I just... Like if I were like uh, the um, like president of the world. Right. Like if I just like in an imaginary. So. I was about to go off on a tangent. No, uh, just like if I were the queen of everything, here is what my ask would be of uh, municipal governments, which would be when you are naming titles, when you're giving people titles, give people titles that so that your average resident knows exactly what that person does, right? So like... Shout out to the chief community service officers of the world who are clearly listening to this podcast right now. Um, but nobody knows what that is, <laughs> right? Because everyone's like, wait, you're the city. Isn't it all like community services, right? Like, isn't that what you, isn't that what the whole city does? As opposed to no, but the finance director. Oh, that person does the money. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, uh, this were. I, 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 I dig it. I, I, I like. It. Here's I what I am it, just arguing. I, the onus, the onus is on the citizen. The there is there is some onus on some. There is There's like lot, yes, yeah. uh, the people need to be informed, which is why they listen to excellent podcasts like this, where I only make up like a tiny fraction of things that I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there is you are it is incumbent on you to be informed. But when you have like crazy titles and stuff like that, uh, I look at it and I go, I don't know, what is the what is the community affairs department? Again, isn't it isn't every affair of the community? And look, it's tricky because when you're talking about departments like these, you're like, I don't know, we need somebody to be in charge of like a million different weird things. Like like we need someone to be in charge of like the grant writer and also the like uh, the block parties and like all of these like weird things. And we just kind of like need to put it together under some kind of title. But but people just have no like idea. Like they don't know the difference between the development services department and the economic development department. Like who does? No, you know, but until no, you get into that as a bureaucrat. Right. No, you, you're right. You're right. right. But, I, but at the same time, at the same time, though, here's the thing. Like, here's what boils my, here's what busts my bubble, right? I don't like when I see a title that would, that represents and would ascribe authority. And then there's another, dele like, there should never be an assistant executive director, right? The executive director, you are, what do you need to be told? You're the admiral of the boat, like, you shouldn't need delegating as part of leadership, but there should never be an ex an assistant executive director. An assistant, that's something. <laughs> well, that's ceremonial. That's kind of a, you know, a deputy mayor. I mean, but that's like, that's like a handing off of like, uh, there's there's too much for one person to do, that's right? That's like a that's, vice president, right? There's like a lot to no, get done. No, Someone's no, got to get some stuff different. done. That is different. <laughs> That's different. That's not that different? going. In, that's not me going into a building wanting to speak to the uh, to the finance director, and yet I can't get past the junior finance. Minister. Uh, yeah, like, that's different. Well, just in in general, the like, mayor's out of town, and there's a ribbon cutting. Somebody got to go. Somebody got to go. Yeah. And who do you want? The assistant finance director or a deputy mayor? Okay. Uh, my my big my basic point. Oh, okay, okay. My <laughs> yes, the live audience that's in the studio right now. Let's talk about. Um, and my basic point, and this is like, because I, I see this, you know, like I'm on, uh, I'm 
on all the professional groups with like uh, other people who have similar jobs, right? Doing communications and things for, for cities. And they're always like, uh, we have to create a title for this person. And they do like 12 things and we don't really know what to call them. Like if I could wave a magic wand, we would every city would have a standardized list of like, these are what you're allowed to call your departments. Make it work. <laughs> and that way, everybody, just like everyone would have a, a website organized the same way. And that way, no matter what town you live in, you would come from another place and be like, oh, I know who to talk to about this problem, right? Because I think that that is a problem that I see over and over and over again in cities as people come here and they go, I just need someone to tell me when garbage day is. And they have no idea who to turn to. But here's the thing. Now let me. I'm a, that's my point right there. That is less the fault of the city. It the the the, the thing. That's less the fault of the thing than it is of the person. If you walk into the thing and you see me, I don't care if I'm the junior copy ink provider or the. The intern or the intern or the vice president. It stops with me. Whatever you have, it stops with me. I you humans, people. If I that's so that's your magic wand thing. Make government look and it just be more efficient. Just, just my, make my it thing, just make it easier to understand. Make, my thing would if I had a magic wand, I would make people less lazy. Mm. I would eliminate people. Well, that's not my job. Mm. No, you gotta go down the hall for that shit. I'm not no. Mm. Uh-uh. What, you work in the basement of the joint? You're the first person I walk into with the directory number? No. I No. Tell me where I buy garbage. Okay. So here, so here is the vision of Good Morning Aurora for how the world works from here on out. Uh, the time is now 9.02. Damn. Bureaucracy, okay, but yeah, but that's bureaucracy fun. Is, fun. is now easy to understand and also super nice and helpful. That's it. The end. We didn't fix anything. <laughs> well, we got uh, Dan Guerrero here gave us a very good piece of information. Call 630-256-INFO for city information. Shouts out. Yes. Marjorie Logman tells us reducing city government just might reduce power, lower taxes, and give the public more access mm. to what they are doing. They wouldn't like that. Uh, and Saul tells us more job titles equals more money equals more money the spin. But then also I saw this because this it is, is a little <laughs> it is a top heavy. It feels top heavy to me, but I don't I Yeah. The more like you know what? I'm not even gonna read. We're not gonna go. We're I'm gonna not even go. gonna read that next comment because this we're the going. rabbit hole is coming again. The rabbit hole. This was a lot of fun. We're going, yeah. Okay. Um it always is. So this was another great episode of Jeanette explaining on the second largest city's first daily news podcast. I don't know that I explained anything. But maybe the parks thing. Maybe you learned a thing about parks. Yeah. Um, we Cemeteries. Gotta go. We're we going to go. Jobs. All of you Ugh. wonderful people. Subscribe to the YouTube. Yeah, they don't, they don't pay us. The they don't pay us for this. But, you know. Not yet. You could. They could. If, you, if your business is looking for a place to advertise. Yes. And advertise. reach our informed and engaged audience. Good morning, Aurora. I, it's goodmorningaurora.com slash advertise. Yeah, just saying. Patreon. <laughs> And also, don't forget, don't forget, Cottonseed Creative Exchange, 8 North Broadway. Get your Good Morning Award here and stay tuned for the Mug Club. Ooh. Coming with Treadwell. Yeah, what? How about this? I do love a good mug. Imagine if, with a special mug, you could get the free drip coffee. Every day for a month. Ooh. Imagine that. I mean, I know Ooh. what you're thinking. You're thinking, damn, that's Yeah. Yeah. Last words? I, get, I got nothing. It's Friday. Go, um, go do right, your I, weekends. I last words. Be blessed. Be safe. Be strong. Dudes can help other people. Mutual ground. and need help packing the backpack. Uh, donate if you can. Marie Wilkinson's food pantry needs help. Aurora Interfaith Food Pantry as well, don't forget the back to school events taking place, CISA communities in school. And I would be remiss if I did not tell you to take care of yourself and each other. Yeah.